Hi, I'm Graham Mack, and this is the Pod 20, the definitive countdown of the top 20 podcasts. And on this week's show, two decorators talk about touching up women, but not in an inappropriate way. Also on the show, Dylan Pugh from Pomodo Podcasts will tell us about how influential that Peter Crouch podcast has been to sports podcasters. And my special guest is Tim Sylvie from the Motormouth Podcast, which is about motorsport. Tim, how has lockdown changed things for you? It's funny. It's probably changed the way we'll do podcasting from now on because... um... I think it's going to change broadcasting because a lot of people are realising you just don't need all this kit. I mean, you probably heard a little while ago one of my cats was whining, but it's not a big deal. People don't care. (laughs) No, they they almost expect it, you know, (laughs) kids climbing through the window and stuff. And it's it's funny. We we always used to try and do podcasts face-to-face because we felt that's how you got the chemistry. So we would meet up, we'd log, you know, bring all our equipment and we've got all this... You know, fancy equipment that we, we carry around with us, lug it all into London, rent a studio space or a, a small room somewhere and get the people to come and meet us. You know, it's a faff and transport costs and all the rest of it. And we sit there and chat for an hour <clears throat> and then um, and then we'd all trot off home again, you know, another hour commute. And having now done it via Zoom um, or, you know, whatever platform, it's, it's become apparent we don't need to meet up and you can still get the chemistry through Zoom. Um, yeah. The technology is so good now. Yeah. Um, so and, and it's better for booking because you don't have to find a date when you all can go to London and meet up. You just you have a spare hour and just jump on Zoom and have a chat. So That's it's, it. it's yeah. definitely changed for us. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's made a big difference to the the business of Rode microphones and some of those people. Are oh, cracking. 100 percent. I mean, Rode, Rode have just brought out. I mean, there's probably other podcasters listening to this and yeah. Rode, especially the mic I use, which I don't know if it's even working because I couldn't get my system set up properly, <laughs> ironically. But but usually I, I have uh, this this Rode microphone, um, which is the, the, um, the pod mic, which is their new um, mic, which is, is like the baby um I guess it's the baby brother of um, some of their bigger, more impressive microphones, or the Shaw SMB7, which I think you... That's what that I've got, yeah. Seven yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. yeah so it's, it's like a mini one of those. But they, they, they for $100, you know, they're producing some amazing kit. So, um, yeah, I think Rode are pretty happy that um, lockdown has happened. <laughs> yeah. Coming up, find out from Tim how to start a podcast when you don't have a broadcasting background. The Pod 20 is heard on podcast radio on DAB in London, the home counties, Manchester and Glasgow, on demand in the USA at talkers.com, around the world on multiple platforms and as a podcast itself. Let's get into the chart now, starting at number 20, which is Stuff You Should Know. If you've ever wanted to know about champagne, Satanism, the Stonewall Uprising, Chaos Theory, LSD, El Nino, True Crime and Rosa Parks, then look no further. Josh and Chuck have you covered. Number 19, Americast from the BBC. The latest episode is called Find Me More Votes. At 18, the Ezra Klein Show. Ezra's latest episode is a best of We Don't Just Feel Emotions, We Make Them. 17, Sports Virgins from Pomodo Podcasts. Dylan Pugh is from Pomodo. When you decided you'd specialise in sports podcasts, how big an influence was the success of that Peter Crouch podcast? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that Peter Crouch is, I guess, the model that everybody wants to try and replicate. Um, you know, he was a current player at the time, although yeah. he became then a, an ex-player. Um, but also he was giving insights from within the game that people weren't getting from all the other millions of football podcasts that are out there. Yeah. Um, but also the, the key thing with that is pairing that talent with complementing him with other people. So Tom Fordyce, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I had a chat with Tom about six weeks ago and he was on the show week before last, yeah. Yeah, and he's yeah. So, so that's that's the goal. It's it's just finding matching the right talent with the right content, but also then pairing the right sports person with the right complementary talent, whether it's yeah. a producer, a host, or a comedian. But I think that's crucial: is pairing the talent up together and then matching that with the right content. Okay, we mentioned the Peter Crouch podcast. What other podcasts inspire you, Dylan? Uh, I think uh, I'm sure this is a popular choice uh, these days, but um, the Socially Distant Sports Bar is one that I do enjoy a lot and I listen to a lot. Uh, I know Steph Guerrero pretty well, who produces that and is obviously on it. Um, And I I was chatting to him before they launched, actually, from a Spotify perspective, and we helped them with the launch from a programming perspective. Um, But it's been uh, amazing to see that grow from nothing to where it is today. So that's definitely an inspiration for me, especially with something like Sports Virgins, where it's that sports comedy cross-genre, cross-pollination, I think is really interesting. And the way they've done it has been, uh, yeah, brilliant. So that's definitely one that I listen to a lot. Although, you know, it's, it's creeping ever longer every single episode. It's now, you know, two hours plus, which I actually find difficult to find time to listen to these days. Um, but yeah, that's definitely one that I listen to a lot. You're right about those long ones. I mean, Joe Rogan, I've never listened to a whole episode. They're, no, they're just too long. But I've listened to bits and pieces and what I've heard is good, but I've never managed to get through even one. And he does, what, two or three a week. And I've only ever managed, and I've never managed to get through any of them. Yeah. No, saying, and, and, and that's why, you know, someone like Spotify with uh, taking that on exclusive, you know, they, they've created a lot of playlists with short form content from the longer episodes. So I think it's a lot more digestible. It's a, you know, it's a lot easier to listen to some of the good bits by doing it that way than having to scroll through a three hour episode. Yeah. Dylan Pugh. He'll be back next week to talk about the podcasts that Pomodo make, and one of them, Sports Virgins, is at number 17 this week on the Pod 20. At 16, NHS Couch to 5K, a running plan designed to take you from being a couch potato to running a 5K in nine weeks. Number 15, Anatomy of Murder. The latest episode is called Little Girl Turned Sleuth. A four-year-old girl finds her single mom murdered. 46 years later, that same little girl helped catch the killer. Number 14, another true crime podcast, Death of a Starlet. In August 1980, Playboy Playmate Dorothy Stratton was found dead at just 20 years old. To Hugh Hefner, she was his next Marilyn Monroe. To famed director Peter Bogdanovich, she was his muse. And to her husband, Paul Snyder, she was his ticket to fame and fortune. Guess which one of those three men murdered her? How did Dorothy's Hollywood dreams lead to her death? It's all explained in Death of a Starlet, number 14 this week on the Pod 20. 13 is Motormouth, the motorsport podcast hosted by Tim Sylvie and Harry Benjamin. 
Tim, this podcast is a huge success. You come from a marketing background. When you started the podcast, did you have any broadcasting experience at all? None at all. None at all. And um, I mean, I'd, I'd done bits of corporate speaking to the extent of, you know, a brand in Formula One that I may have been working with had said, you know, we're hosting a dinner party for 200 of our guests. Can you compare? And I and I stood at the front with a mic and, you know, introduced the CEO of Epson, for example, to, to the stage, but then got out the way and let them deal with it. So, no, I had no experience whatsoever in broadcasting or media. And then Harry, poor old Harry, who's laid up with, with coronavirus, um, and I met on LinkedIn because I was looking for someone to host the podcast. Wasn't intending it to be me at all. And um, and we got on well and thought, actually, do you know what? Why don't we do it together? Because we had a nice chemistry. Um, so we did our first episode, I think, in about May or April last year. So May or April 2019. And, um, and we're up to nearly 60 episodes now. And listeners in, in 35 plus countries and it's it's uh it's been a real journey and, and i've learned a lot from harry you know and hopefully he's learned one or two things from me but i love it it's it you know that side of things is is good fun and what's harry's background he is more traditionally media trained so he, right. he studied at rada and did uh, he really he wow he so he's indeed, a lovey yeah. really he's a lovey he's absolutely a lovey and um so he he's I guess you could say he's classically trained, um, but he's done a lot of broadcast stuff and he's he's done bits and pieces in motorsport with Formula E. Um, he actually got down to the last 15 of their recent um, search for a new presenter for the, the kickoff in Santiago in, uh, next year. Um, and uh, there were many, many hundreds of applicants worldwide for that. So he's got a bit of a history of broadcasting, um, has done other podcasts and things. So it's it's very natural for him and he's got a very good voice for radio he was on hits radio as a dj had his own show so he's he's a bit of a natural with it it comes easy to him and it's all he knows so it's been great having him next to me and we work really well off each other you know if, if one of us is struggling for the next question or you know we we almost instinctively know when to jump in and it, it just works nicely that is a good blend though because podcasting isn't just about the the broadcast side of it it's about marketing too so to have the two, to have one who's got a background in marketing and the other one who's got background in broadcasting that seems like the perfect combination for a podcast yeah yeah it's it's worked out well and um you know Harry is a bit of an encyclopedia of motorsport knowledge which is useful oh so he's um, a fan too right good he's yeah. a big fan yeah he's yeah. a really big fan particularly of a, a formula one or ex formula one driver called paul DeResta, who i tease harry about all the time who's he's a bit of a fanboy of slightly obsessive it's it's disgusting really but he's uh he he's, he knows a lot about motorsport and it, and it gives a different take. i'm 39 he's 23 he he knows a very different formula one to the one that i know um you know mine goes back through the rose tinted spectacles of the 80s and 90s of of uh, that magical era of formula one and he's more sort of hybrid engines electrification and all that sort of stuff so it's a, it's a nice balance in that regard too so it bounces off each other well yeah it's a great show it works find out from tim where the motor mouth podcast is headed soon right now it's at number 13 on the pod 20 at number 12 is woman's hour from the bbc emma barnett's first week as presenter it's been interesting a guest refused to come on after Emma left her mic on and accused the guest of anti-Semitism. It's probably the reason why Woman's Hour makes its debut in the pod 20 this week at number 12. Number 11, Sword and Scale, the dark side of humanity and human nature. Murder, rape, dismemberment and cannibalism. 
No crime is too brutal. No victim is too pure. The worst monsters are real. At number 10, two decorators and a microphone. From the father and son team of painters and decorators, Trevor and Ryan Mangan. Ryan, spending so much time with your dad must be interesting. At a certain point, I think I realised that not only is he my dad, but he's also just another person. Exactly. He was still a nipper drinking in the park and trying to touch up birds and stuff. Like, it's not not as if he was any different to me growing up. Not in an illegal way, in a... You know, oh, yeah. Barry but, White sort of, uh-huh, mate. You've only been show business five minutes and you're already at it. I'm be too. too careful these days. you just got to be, you know, you've got to cover every angle. I'm writing notes down as well for my, for my lawyer, just in case. Well, <laughs> why we're quite grateful that not a lot of people listen because we yeah. have, we, I think if people look back into our archive, we probably could get. Really good, uh, Ryan, Ryan, uh, Ryan has encouraged people to kick toddlers. Yeah, that I remember one. that kicking four-year-olds. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What what was that about? Well, because he kicked me. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he started it. Yeah, one way to learn. I don't, it wasn't like booting him down the hallway, but uh, he came up and kicked me in the shin, so I gave him a little boot up the bum. It was, it, we were, he was doing a little, he was being a little, we were doing honest. a communal hall stairs and landing, weren't yeah. we? Yeah. And, Behind one particular door, there was this screaming and shouting. This toddler was going mad. Yeah, and they were Spanish. Were they Spanish? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, this front door opens, and uh, devil child yeah, comes running this, out. This flipping like whirling dervish is released from the front door. <laughs> comes running down the hallway, kicked me in the shins. <laughs> they came along yeah. and kicked me in the thought, legs as well. I said, you little, I said to Ryan, "I said watch him," and then that was it. He went <laughs> Ryan. Ryan dodged and kicked in. <laughs> And then when he came back, he started trying to pick paintbrushes out yeah. of tubs of paint and yeah. it was... pulling up dust sheets and things like that. He deserved the kick, to be honest. And Graham. to be fair, we had quite one. a good. We've had a positive, positive message, didn't we, about yeah. picking toddlers? It's been <laughs> it quite. Like... <laughs> you know, it's... so sometimes approaching the controversial subjects does yeah. bring results. You've got to pull people into your way of thinking. We've also um, mum's net. Yeah, we've talked about our experiences on mum's net. Yeah. 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 Quite disastrous. Ryan's no, had more. But neither of you are mums, so why are you going on mums net? Uh, to scrounge for information and <laughs> try and make money. Because uh, are we allowed to say it's not? What? About mums net. I don't know. I don't know what you're going to say. There's, no, there's nothing in my business name up here, is there? <laughs> right, we're going to say it. Right. Mum's net is full of um, yummy mummies, isn't it? Yeah, lots of, and balls lots of tarons. Lots of, uh, lots of residual income. Yeah. There's some definite money to be so made. Part of my wait, mom- wait a second, wait a second. Lots of residual income. I'm not following that. Well, there's lots of... Is it people, women that will try to... Like, they're looking for advice on how to paint X, Y, and Z. Right. If you can maybe push them to go towards a professional decorator or something like that, then get more money into the so industry. So our marketing plan, because full of, um, it's full of... Well, F- this is you on, on. This is you on. Oh, I'm getting this, because they haven't got a bloke in the house. Well, this is have- genius. <laughs> No, no, it's you, not. You're not. You're not talking about single mums. Is that what you're going for? No, no, no we're talking about. Um, no, no, you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm back out of this. This Ryan's getting himself. He know he's normally all in on everything. Why is they like me on mums now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about this. Then. If you think it's a bad idea. I should so stop. what it was is I go on there now and they're asking for advice um, and I try and give the most legitimate professional way that I'd deal with it if they were to hire me in there because a lot of the time 
people don't know what is involved in the process of decorating. So they don't know it's sand, fill, prime, paint sort of thing. They just think, oh, I can get some French sheet, throw it on there, it'll look good as new. So I go on there and they say, oh, what's the best way of doing this? And I'll explain to them the best way, which could take, you know, £150 worth of products and tools and maybe three days' time. And then underneath it say, but the best way for you is probably doing it this way. It'll just It'll just be enough to make it look good. You won't have to put too much money into it. But this is how a professional would do it because they don't know what a professional act- a professional decorator actually does a lot of the time. That was right. my plan. Increase so the profile of I, decorating. I went on Mum's Net with... And you went on there trying to push a YouTube channel, <laughs> basically. <laughs> it wasn't even putting in comments. It was just putting links to YouTube videos that you made. That's why they, that's why they got annoyed. I went on there with 0.1.0 and Ryan's gone on there with version 1.01, which is a new improved... Be your mate, professional advice um, attitude. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, how is that working out for you, Ryan? It's going quite well, actually. Is it? Yeah. I mean, what I'm trying to do is turn into the go-to the, guy. Yeah, like their go-to for decorating advice. It's, that's, uh, you know, it, the hardest thing with decorating is showing your value when all of the work that you've done is covered in that final coat of paint. Everything you've done, all the work you've put in, all the blood, sweat, and tears sometimes that you put into a job, you shouldn't notice it once that final coat of paint is off. Yeah, but all the work is in the prep, isn't it? Yeah. yeah prep yeah. and everything leads up to it, but then all of that disappears when you've done that final coat. So people don't really understand how much we do. They think, oh, yeah, brush and roller from B&Q, and you can have it done in 10 Yeah, and the thing is even if they had all the equipment, the professional kit that you guys have, they wouldn't be able to do it as well or as quickly as you do because, you know, you're the pros. Two decorators and a microphone is at number 10 this week. Trevor and Ryan will be back next week to talk about the podcasts that inspire them. Number nine on the pod 20 is I'm Not a Monster from BBC Panorama and Frontline PBS. How did an American family end up in the heart of the ISIS caliphate? Josh Baker unravels a dangerous story where nothing is as it seems. Number eight, The Happiness Lab with Dr. Laurie Santos. Yale professor Dr. Laurie Santos has studied the science of happiness and found that many of us do the exact opposite of what will truly make our lives better. Number seven, Conan O'Brien needs a friend. After 25 years at the late-night desk, Conan has never made a real and lasting friendship with any of his celebrity guests. So, he started a podcast to do just that. Number six, newscast from the BBC. The latest episode is called The Missing Tycoon. Let's check in with this week's special guest podstar. It's Tim Sylvie from the motorsport podcast Motormouth. Where are you taking this thing, Tim? Well, we've got, uh, we're in season five now. Season six kicks off early next year um and um we just want to make it as big and and fun and um and and exciting as we possibly can in terms of the podcast keep getting bigger and bigger guests which is getting harder and harder because we've been blessed with so many good guests i think we round out season five with jake humphrey um okay because he's got his own podcast hasn't he so very successful podcast yeah Yeah. so we, we round out with him and then we move into season six so we've got to keep upping the game and get bigger and bigger guests so i think the future for us is once we reach a sort of critical mass of of, use, of, of listeners is probably saying to the F1 
fraternity, the current F1 fraternity, look, you know, we, we've got an audience here to come and talk to us. So, you know, we want to get the current F1 grid on the show um, and IndyCar and, you know, all the other big series. Um, so I think the next step for us is, is just get bigger and bigger guests and keep growing um, and reach as many people as we can. Great. Well, great to talk to you. Thanks for telling me about the podcast. It is a terrific podcast, even if you're not really that much into motorsport. It's yeah. about it's about people and their stories and their achievements. And, and it's funny, um, too. The two of you really yeah. got on well. Thank you. Yeah, 100%. If you're not a motorsport fan, don't let that put you off. I mean, we've, we've had some really interesting chats with the likes of uh, Freddie Hunt, James Hunt's son, the, the former Formula One world champion, um, big character in the sport. His son, Freddie, is is identical to James Hunt in every way and, <laughs> and and a very interesting and emotional character. And we we talk about all sorts of things from mindfulness and, and mental health. And, you know, we had Charlie Martin was a fascinating one who was a male racing driver that then went through the transgender change and uh, became a, a female. Um, and we talk in depth about that whole transition and how that's affected her and her life and her thoughts and her, um, her personality and her, even her driving style. Um, can, so there are some really can she, can interesting she, ones. Can she reverse? I mean, you know. Well, she used to be able to. She can't anymore. <laughs> right. Okay, there you go. It was waiting <laughs> she, for it. It was, it was out there asking for it. Yeah. It, okay. Yeah. So we've had people like that. And Willie T. Ribs, who's a, you know, a, a race oh, yeah. pioneer. There was um, a, uh, Adam Carolla did a, a documentary on him. Did you ever watch that? Yeah, so he's he's got a show called Uppity on Netflix, um, yeah. all about Willie T. Ribs and his experience with of NASCAR. Um, race. Uh, yes, yeah. that's right. And yeah. he was super interesting, and well, in, and he ended up in the Indy Five Hundred, which was his goal in, in IndyCar. And he, but his whole story is is mad. And you know, he he knows he was friends with Muhammad Ali, and you know, so we talked to him about race and that movement of Black Lives Matter and. Well, he you know, had so some issues, didn't he, in IndyCar? Because he was the only black driver in in oh, what is yes. what is seen as such a redneck sport. <laughs> yeah, he, he he had major issues, and there are still issues in that sport now. Um, okay. So you know, there's there's lots of interesting things outside of most sports. So I, I'd encourage everyone to go and give it give it a listen, and um, I'm sure you'll find something there that you like. I'm sure you will. Tim Sylvie, the podcast is called Motormouth, and Tim will be back next week to tell us which podcasts he listens to. Back to the chart now at number five, Freakonomics Radio. Discover the hidden side of everything with Stephen J. Dubner, the co-author of the Freakonomics books. Number four, Feel Better, Live More with Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. Episode 145 is called How to Build Good Habits and Break Bad Ones with James Clear. Number three, Blank Podcast with Giles Paley Phillips and Jim Daly. Guys, what podcasts do you listen to? Ah, oh, so many. I mean, there's so many. But isn't it funny how we all have our staple? There's probably about, I reckon most people only have like half a dozen that they listen to regularly. I think I've got about five, really. Yeah, I've got yeah. a few in that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd like, um, being a football fan, I, I, I do like the Guardians Football Weekly um, with Matt, Max Rushton and Blen, uh, Barry Glendening. That's always very good if football updates. Um, I obviously listen to Jim's FYP. That's on my staple list. Um, I quite like true crime podcasts, actually. I'm a bit of a true it's crime funny, podcast. Fan. Consistently, when I've done the chart, I, and it's the, I look at the charts from around the world, and it's an mm. amalgamation of, of different charts. And often, when I put the pod 20 together, I, you know, people nominate on the, on the website podcasts, and that affects it as well. Mm. But the number one podcast in America since I've been doing the pod 20 is crime junkie, which is a, uh, yeah. 
it's been number one the whole time. It's just a really boring chart because it's been the same number one <laughs> the same for one. months. Yeah, yeah. True yeah, crime, I mean, I'm a yeah, big it's fan huge. Of case file, like Case File, which is yeah. an Aussie one, which um, but they do like crimes from all around the world. It's not just Australia. And then there's a British one called They Walk Among Us, which is a very similar format where it's just a narration, uh, one narrator sort of narrating the the, the, the crime um, yeah. from sort of beginning to end and the backstory and stuff. Yeah, there are. Well, I mean, you don't listen enough, to interview podcasts. I don't really, actually. I mean, uh, it's, I know it's, it's in sacrilegious. I think actually since starting ours, I've listened to less, which is, which is, yeah, which seems sort of sacrilegious. I'd probably be listening to more, really. But I mean, I still occasionally listen to Joe Rogan if he's, you know, if there's a guest on that I'm interested in. But, um, but no, I don't listen to as many as I used to, I have to say. Yeah, I say um, I, only, I only listen to interview podcasts if it's someone that I, the guest in particular. The guest drives it, yeah. I remember mm. once, I mean, Giles was saying earlier about podcasts that you can select what you want to listen to. I remember Googling. I had a real urge to listen to Billy Joe Armstrong, the lead singer of Green Day, because I, I loved Green Day when I was a kid. And I wanted to, I, I realized I'd never really heard him talk or like talk about anything. You know, what, what was he into? What was he like? And so I literally searched his name on my podcast app and he did, he's done like one podcast with this music tech person from about three years ago and it's fascinating so that was that was really interesting being able to pick and select what i wanted to hear uh, and then get rewarded because it was a very good podcast can't remember what it's called um but the pods i listen to are i actually subscribe to the patron of a pod called the socially distant sports bar which is absolutely fantastic it's ellis james and mike bubbins uh, who are two comedians and their friend steph guerrero and they they literally don't talk about sport actually they just go off from random tangents Oh, this is uh, nice. oh, it's so good. I'd love to get um, those guys on our pod. Um, and I also listen to Quickly Kevin, Will He Score, which is a football podcast with Josh Whittacombe, which is also, again, more about the stories and the, and the comedy than it is actually about um, any sort of concrete facts, football facts. And then my wife listens to a lot of podcasts. So, so through her, I listen to the Lockdown Parenting pod with um who's on that josh Whittacombe and rob beckett yeah uh the high low miranda listens to us a lot so i'll I'll hear bits and bobs on that um but yeah i i find committing to a podcast quite time consuming so i only can only have a couple in my circle because i just feel like i don't have the time to listen to more but actually on crime i loved um serial i'm I'm sure everyone did when it came out yeah that was absolutely fantastic and s town um, did you listen to that too I did listen yeah. to that actually. Yeah, I well, did listen to that. I fa- I I sort of enjoyed S Town. I wonder if it's the same problem I had with it. I thought it was wonderfully made. Beautiful. Oh, Beautifully made. But it didn't it didn't end properly. No. I was told with oh. S Town, oh you won't believe the ending. The there was no ending. And then there, there was no ending. <laughs> Just, and I was oh. like, oh he, there was nothing. There was no treasure. There was no uh, you know, it was nothing really, wasn't it? It was so, interesting, fascinating, like you know. I mean, it's a character, yeah, it's a character kind of study. It was, it was, yeah, it was yeah. fantastic of a very unique kind of individual, but yeah. it wasn't sold. I like needed that, something. <laughs> I needed an ending. Yeah, it needed an ending. What well, maybe you know? They told you that he he died. I hope I'm not giving it away for anybody, but they told you he died like on episode three or something. Yeah. Maybe that could have been the ending, and then yeah. a yeah, wrap up yeah. at the end. But they didn't. Yeah. They once they'd done that, I think they had nowhere to go. It was. Yeah. It, I loved it and hated it in, in about the same amount. I think I felt the exact same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah same, exact same, same, same way. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think for me, I guess. Um, I mean, I like listening to. Um, you know, I'm a, as a writer, I, I, there's a, the books, the books and authors podcast, Radio Four, and then I mean, one of my favourite podcasts is Athletico Mints, um, the uh, Bob Mortimer 
um, football podcast, which is hilarious, I have to say. It's well worth a listen. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's a brilliant podcast. Um, but yeah, I mean, going back, actually, when you said about interview podcasts, I, I do, I do, I will listen to Adam Buxton's podcast because it is, yeah, it's definitely up there as being one of the. I think he's done some classics, Louis Theroux. Oh, every time he's, I think he's had Louis Theroux yeah. on at least twice. Both, yeah. yeah, so good, you know, very, very good. Yeah. Very good. Any of the ones where Joe comes on as well are obviously good, but they have <laughs> they have that connection, you know, they have that connection. Yeah, yeah. go same with Louis. They went to school, didn't they? So yeah, um, yeah. but you listen to the Buxton podcast as much for the guest uh, as for him. Yeah, I think yeah. that's 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 the mark of a good pod when when the host, if Buxton did a, an episode on his own, I think you'd still listen to it. So yeah. I think that's yeah, that's the mark of a good podcast. And your podcast is a good podcast. Blank podcast. Giles Paley Phillips and Jim Daly is at number three this week on the pod 20. Giles and Jim will be back next week to talk about how they got together. Number two, shagged, married, annoyed. The only way Rosie and Chris Ramsey can have a conversation without being interrupted by a toddler or ending up staring at their phones is by doing a podcast. Which brings us to the top of the chart. And at number one, for the fifth straight week in a row, it's Grounded with Louis Theroux. Louis's latest guest is the filmmaker Oliver Stone. That's it for episode 37 of the Pod 20. Thanks to this week's guest pod stars, Tim Sylvie, Trevor and Ryan Mangan, Dylan Pugh, Giles Paley Phillips and Jim Daly. My guest next week is Lee Delaney from the podcast Curiosity Cake. Lee, do you think people these days are more or less curious? That's, yeah, that's an interesting one. I'll have to, do you know what? Maybe that's a good episode topic. Um, I, I think by and large people are getting less curious. You know, I I consider myself very lucky. I was very young. I was five years old when, when I watched Neil Armstrong walk on the moon live on TV at about four in the morning or whenever it was. And the fact that they did that made me, you know, I think I was a reasonably curious kid, but I think the fact that they were doing something literally out of this world, something completely incredible, made me think, well, you know, what what else can happen? You know, we as kids... That was the the Apollo space program was a big big deal, but then mm. on a Sunday evening we'd watch the undersea world of Jacques Cousteau, and then of course we had David Attenborough was was omnipresent, you know, and I wonder, <laughs> with the exception of David Attenborough, whether people are not as curious as they once were about the world around them. Yeah, I suppose there's we have a bit of an information overload, don't we? So it's about I, filtering information now rather than trying to get information. Yeah, and that's and and that's a skill, isn't it? It's like something you've got to really work out. And even news and stuff, like I think it's very hard to find like objective news at the minute because everything's coming through this filter, you know. That's maybe for you know people blame social media for it and that night, don't they? But everything seems to be very opinionated. We don't get so much of just objective news anymore. It's very much editorializing. Um, and again, that's something that I try to make sure I steer away from with the podcast of like, yeah. um you know let's talk about the ideas but without necessarily being about what do i think about all these things um but uh, yeah i mean hopefully hopefully curiosity kit kind of helps get people interested in being curious and helps them a good easy way to kind of find all these different kind of topics 
um, so that they can just discover discover new things or discover old things that they knew about, but that you know maybe a different angle to. I, I guess we're probably in a bit of a phase where I think it takes us as humanity a while to adjust to things. So like a bit like food where we, we created all of this kind of convenient food and, and we needed it because we entered a kind of time after the war where you know, both parents were out working, you know, the kind of working class kind of exploded, both parents were working. Um, and so we needed quick, easy ways to, to kind of prepare foods. And now we're kind of finding that maybe there's kind of problems with that kind of approach. So you, you've got all the organic movement and things like that and people trying to go back to to use more just like, you know, meat, vegetables, the kind of natural foods. And it took us a while to kind of see those issues and, and to kind of adjust our behavior. And I think the social media media thing will be the same. I think, well, you know, we're already having conversations about like the harms around kind of overuse of social media or the way people are using it, you know, like the way kids are growing up with it and things. And we'll start to kind of adjust to that as well. So I think hopefully it'll mean that, you know, we go back to having more healthier discourse where people, you know, a bit more tolerant of people that think differently to them. So we can share ideas a bit more of a, of an easier way um, and that people maybe get that kind of curiosity again. Well, the podcast is called Curiosity Cake from Lee Delaney and Lee will be my special guest pod star next week on the Pod 20. If you'd like to watch extended video chats with my guests, check them out on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel. And what will happen on the podcast radio chart next week? Will Louis Theroux hang on for a sixth week at number one? Maybe your favourite podcast will be at the top of the chart. Find out with me, Graham Mack, and influence the chart by making a recommendation at thepodcastradio.co.uk. Faith in the news media has been challenged, making it even harder to get stories told. The Friday Reporter podcast was created to help audiences better understand the media by hosting journalists who will answer the questions to which we need answers. Join me every Friday to hear more.